Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. Hope you had a good weekend. Just reading how the man who invented Tickle Me Elmo, he was a Unabomber suspect. You remember when they were looking for the Unabomber? Well, one of their suspects was was the man who invented the toy Tickle Me Elmo. The FBI actually talked with him over six months because there were many coincidences that linked him to the Unabomber. And he wasn't cleared until they arrested Ted Kaczynski, the the Unabomber. You know, I remember when they were looking for him. That was that was the the easiest, best Halloween costume for for a few years. I mean, all you had to do is 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 put on a put on a hoodie sweatshirt, just but put put on a pair of sunglasses and 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 don't shave for a few days, and and that 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 Halloween costume was pretty popular for for a few years for a few Halloweens, but I I this is the first that I've ever heard. That the uh, that the, the the man who invented tickle me Elmo was a suspect. I mean, I, I I couldn't imagine being a cop going and talking to this guy, saying, "Wait a minute, this guy invented tickle me Elmo. He invented something that children love so much. Yet you're telling me that he's the Unabomber." Well, when you think about the complexity of a Tickle Me Elmo and what it's capable of doing, I think it does kind of require the same skills to make a bomb. It's intricate. It's really, it, it has to be engineerically 
intuitive because you have to be able to sense the tickles from the from the fingers, and then, then the, the doll has to make the movements and all that. So if you think about the electronics involved, the wiring involved, I can see how somebody could probably think, and this guy must be making a bomb. If he's going to Radio Shack to get the parts to make a Tickle Me Elmo, not telling everybody he's making a Tickle Me Elmo because he can't reveal that information until the product is released, yeah, it would be kind of suspicious. Like, why is this guy getting all this weird stuff? Sensors and wires and soldering kits? What is he doing with it? Yeah, but but if but if you're a cop, and and you're on this investigation, I mean, you're looking for one of the most awful human beings imaginable. I mean, I mean, anyone, and anyone that sends people bombs, sends people packages that will blow up as soon as they're opened. You're going to put him in the same category with the guy who invented a toy that so many kids love? Yeah, but I don't think the Tickle Me Elmo didn't come out to after, like, years after the whole Unabomber situation. So if you didn't know what he was working on and you never heard of Tickle Me Elmo before, and you, here's this guy ordering all kind of weird parts to build this Tickle Me Elmo. I don't, I don't know about that. When, when did the Tickle Me yeah, Elmo let's, hit? let's figure it out, yeah. When did the, the, the Tickle Me Elmo doll hit? Um, 1996. Yeah, you see, the Unabomber was out in 1996. They were looking for him in 1996. So it's the same year, exactly. So the guy who was making it, he was making the Tickle Me Elmo at the t- same time they was looking for the Unabomber. So there you go. So the Tickle Me Elmo, the Elmo was being developed in 1996, and that's when they were looking for the the Unabomber guy. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I can see how they can get confused. Well, I'm I'm glad they ended up finding finding the right guy. And you know, if 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 you remember that case, it was it was his brother that was the was the leader in helping police figure out who he was because there was uh some years went by and 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 the didn't know who they were dealing with it was it was when the unabomber when the manifesto he wrote was was published in some newspapers ted kaczynski's brother read the manifesto and he said you know the way this is written some of the words that this person used this is how my brother talks <laughs> you know my brother ted you know he was a really smart guy he went to harvard but um we haven't been talking to him much recently i i i think he built a little house out in the woods in the middle of nowhere a cabin that he lives in but that that's how they that's how they caught him. It, it, it was his brother. So that makes me wonder how many family dinners he had, and he was talking this nonsense to the family, and the family just laughed it off like he was crazy. Like, <laughs> you're, so, you're so crazy. Then when the brother read the manifesto, it dawned on him, like, wait, I kind of heard this guy say this over cereal. This sounds familiar. Well, well, that's where a, a, a man did the right thing when it came to his brother.
We just saw a man do the wrong thing when it came to his brother, and it cost him his job. Chris Cuomo, one of the hosts on CNN, has been fired because he helped out, he tried helping out his brother, the uh, disgraced former governor of, of New York, Andrew Cuomo. And, and he just lost his job for that. Now, some people say, hey, it's your brother. You got to step up. Family first. You got to help your brother. But when you, when, when, when you do some things that were questionable in helping out a man who sexually assaulted so many women, didn't matter that that was his brother. CNN said, that's enough. That's enough of you. We, we're, we're, we're finished here. Yeah, but one person killed a person well, with a bomb, <laughs> Unibomb. The sex says, on any chilly morning, or on any chilly morning, I dress like the Unabomber. Yeah, it is when it's cold outside. Hoodies. Yeah, it, it's it's such a it's such an uh, uh, an average look. But, but man, for a few years, I knew one. I had one friend. He went as the Unabomber like three or four years in a row for for Halloween. It was I that mean, popular. Huh? Well, that's how long. Uh, and and he said, "Hey, every year people say they like this costume and." That must suck when, you know, you're looking for somebody on Halloween weekend. Everybody's dressed like the guy you're looking for, so you, it's kind of hard to tell. Maybe that's the, probably the only time the Unabomb was able to go out and get groceries because everybody thought he was in a Halloween costume. I don't know how many Unabombers were running around for Halloween. How many How many, <laughs> How many? many people wore that costume? I, I know I had one friend. Um, he, got, he got a few Halloweens out of that. So... But but who knew that one of the suspects, when they were looking for the Unabomber, was was the guy invented the Tickle Me Elmo doll? I would have never. And and I wonder I wonder what the coincidences were when it when it because they said he uh, there were. There were some, um, some just some coincidences. I think the coincidences has a lot to do with him buying the stuff that one would think you could make a bomb out of. When you think about the development of the Tickle Me Elmo and electronics involved, the wire ring and all that and how to make the, the doll move, maybe some of the parts used in the Tickle Me Elmo doll is some of the parts that the Unabomber would have used to make his bomb. And they were just keeping track of the packaging, I guess. All right, coming up on the show... Um, I'm going to tell you about what you should never do when you're having a dispute over a parking space because some, some, some guy just did something that, huh? Uh, hang out with us. Uh, we got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. The police there, and there's a uh, story going around. I don't know if it's true or if it's a joke. But I'm, I'm leaning towards it's a joke. Back in the day, the Rolling Stones were, were touring. They were backstage somewhere. And there was a knock on their door. And somebody who worked for the Rolling Stones uh, told Keith Richards that the police... We're knocking on the backstage door. And the story goes that Keith Richards uh, took all the drugs that he had on him and flushed them down the toilet. And then he went to the door and opened it up. And there was Sting and Stuart Copeland from the band, The Police. And uh, Keith was a little bit bummed out that uh, he, he threw away all of his all of his junk. Now, again, I don't know if that's a true story or I don't know if it's a joke. But e- either way, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting story. I wonder how many people thought we were going to talk about a crime story when you opened the show with the police. Because that's where I thought you was going with it. Completely forgot we just played the police. You said the police. I'm like, okay, what, what crime is this? And then you started talking about the band. So it made sense. Mm. Good morning. I'm John Osterlin. We mentioned on the show uh, a week or two ago when the president released 50 million barrels of oil from America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Because gas prices are skyrocketing and Thought that that would uh, that 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 would help Americans for a few days at the gas pump. Do you know what else we have in reserve besides a ton of oil? 
I've got a few things in front of me of li- a list of a few things that we also have in reserve that our government has in reserve. All right, cool. Because we did we did find out also last week that Canada has a maple syrup reserve. That's right. Right. So if Canada has maple syrup, huh? I'm hoping we have a beer reserve somewhere in the, in the United States of America, maybe in the Rocky Mountains. We have we we have a cheese reserve. Why? Um, the United States government has an overwhelming amount of cheese. We have 1,450 million pounds as of September 2021. It all started in the 1970s when, um, then President Jimmy Carter accidentally invented government cheese by raising the price of milk to help farmers. The federal government bought the unsold milk and processed it into cheese, which has a longer shelf life than milk. And despite America's passionate love for cheese, we still can't consume enough to deplete those stockpiles. Cheese is overrated. I hate cheese. Yeah, you're not a cheese fan. No. Yeah. That's disappointing knowing we have a bunch of cheese out there just for the hell of it. I think you're the only person I know that doesn't like cheese. Well, we have we have 1,450 million pounds of cheese. Sell it. Give it to somebody. We also have a stockpile of animal DNA. Dozens of animals are on the endangered species list, meaning future generations would have no way to study them if they go extinct. That is, until the frozen ark was established in 2004, a collaborative effort between Nottingham University, the Natural History Museum, and the Zoological Society of London, England, the United Kingdom based charity has a strategic reserve of 48,000 DNA samples that it keeps in cold storage. I guess that's kind of cool, but I also seen Jurassic Park and I know how that ended. I guess they're saying, you know, for future generations, if one of these endangered species can go extinct, they can just clone them in the future. But I also believe in natural selection. Like maybe some certain animals that do go extinct were supposed to. I have three other things that we have reserve on. Butter. Oh my gosh. According to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, Americans are forecasted to buy 161 million pounds of butter over the holidays. For quite some time, the European Union controlled an enormous butter surplus. This was because the uh, European Union government subsidized milk production by a guaranteed minimum intervention price in the 1950s, leading to a whole lot of butter ending up in cold storage. While the stock has mostly melted away today, um, they they still have a bunch of butter. Raisins are another thing that uh, that we have. There's a stockpile of. 
the National Raisin Reserved wasn't created to make sure we never run out of raisins, but to figure out what to do with a surplus originally intended to be sent to World War II soldiers overseas. Overseas. After the war ended uh, in 1949, they 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 created a, a raisin reserve, which which allowed the government to maintain control over raisin prices. And it also confiscated a percentage of growers' raisin crops. And finally, the last thing we have a. Uh, Massive supply of, like oil. Chinese pork. Chinese pork. Is it like pigs but from China? Or is it like Canadian bacon? Like it's really ham, but they just call it something different. No, no, it's Chinese pork. Coleman, and and in China, they are serious about pork. So am I. The country's citizens were forecasted to consume 40.3 million metric tons of it in the year 2020 uh, by the United States Department of Agriculture. And that number is going to continue to grow. What the hell, man? See, they gave Elon Musk all this crap saying, you know, if he just take a percentage of his money, he can feed the homeless. But here we are sitting on butter, raisins, Chinese pork and cheese. And we just have it for no apparent reason because it's not like we're going to run out of cheese anytime soon. Give that to the people that's starving. Give all those cheese and raisins and Chinese pork to the people that really need instead of keeping it in the reserve for future generations. Well, when the gas prices went sky high and our government decided to release 50 million barrels from America's strategic petroleum reserve, it just got me thinking, what else do we have a, a, a huge reserve for? And, and, and those, are, those are five things right there. Could you imagine that something bad happens to the United States? Then we got to go to our raisin reserve to keep everybody fed. Yep, unleash the raisins and the cheese and the butter. Here we go. You know times would be rough if, if that was ever the case. Uh, here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. According to a new study... This year, the cost of the gifts listed in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, is $41,206. If you're on a budget, you can replace the nine ladies dancing with nine skanky strippers. Or, you know, the nine ladies dancing alone costs $7,553. For that kind of money, are, are, are those seven, are those nine ladies dancing? What, what kind of dancers are those? Lap dances? And as a result, people are cutting corners by replacing the two turtle doves with a couple of pigeons. That's so, um, how much money everything in the 12 days of Christmas would cost this year. Here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. You know, it, it, it stinks 
when you don't get along with your next door neighbor. And I just saw where these two neighbors have been having a dispute for a while now about parking issues where they live. Well, last week, one of the neighbors, and by the way, this is in Gainesville, Florida. Uh-oh. When when these two guys started arguing again last week about a parking issue where they live, one of the guys, a 57-year-old guy, he pulled a flamethrower. Florida. He pulled a flamethrower. 57-year-old Andre Abrams got upset again at his neighbor, his neighbors, because they have had multiple arguments about parking. He got upset again. So what he did last week was he walked out of his home with a flamethrower and started spraying it in the direction of his neighbor's car while people were sitting in it. The flamethrower he owns is called an XM42 light. Oh, it's the light version. It can shoot flames more than 20 feet, Coleman. Can you imagine not getting along with your neighbor and then you're arguing with him and then he pulls out a flamethrower and shoots a flame 20 feet towards a car that people are... Usually I would say I couldn't imagine it, but when you said Florida, I already knew this was going somewhere where it usually doesn't go for normal people. Evidently, there were three kids in the car when he did it. No one was hurt, luckily. The flames never actually hit the car, but witnesses said they got within about uh, five feet of the car. So it was was pretty scary. Uh, He had the light version, not the heavy version. Do you know anyone with a flamethrower? No, I do not. I would like to be a person with a flamethrower, but I wouldn't know how to acquire one. I guess I could look online and figure it out. And plus, if I did find out, I probably couldn't afford it anyway. But I would love to have a flamethrower, yeah. What, sometimes you feel like maybe going out in the street and throwing some flames? No, just to say I have one. You know, I have a, a broadsword and some nunchucks and stuff. I never use them, but it's just cool to see I have it. So the guy that got arrested for, for shooting the flamethrower... Again, 57-year-old Andre Abrams, he admitted to throwing flames. He he admitted to using the flamethrower, but he claimed no one was in any danger. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. Like, uh, what law did he actually break? What, uh, uh, disturbing the peace or something? Like, if he didn't hit anybody, is it illegal to just shoot out flamethrowers for the hell of it? He said if he wanted to burn the car, he would have. He was charged, Coleman, with three counts of aggravated assault because evidently there were three kids in the car 
and the flames got close enough to the car where he was charged with three counts of aggravated assault. Huh. Okay. My thing is, all right, wherever this parking spot is and whatever the dispute is about, couldn't they get like a professional land type person, like a code enforcement person or something to just have that person dispute, like help them uh, settle whatever the thing was, whether if, if the parking is about whether it's for his neighbor or the other person, why didn't they just have like a landlord or code enforcement person come in and just say, here's how this parking spot works. And that way they could be like, oh, okay, I get it now. I, I, I don't know. And, Probably and, because and, it's Florida. Evidently, these neighbors, this is Gainesville, Florida. These neighbors have been arguing about, about they, they've had parking issues with each other for a long time now. And it got to the point where one of the neighbors pulled out a flamethrower and fired it. Well, hopefully while this guy's being processed, somebody can just come over to the parking spot and point out the rules to it. Like, this is how this parking spot works. And that way, every, this, what if it? it's just a regular street like where you live? Oh, well, I have a driveway. <laughs> I have my own personal driveway. I don't have yeah, any parking. I, I know you do, but there's yeah. there's street in front of your house and, mm-hmm. and there's neighbors next to you. Yeah, sometimes my neighbors would have company over and they'll, they'll park on the curb in front of my house. But it, it, as long as they don't block the driveway, I'm okay. But, yeah, whatever. it seems like this parking spot is like they must live in some sort of apartment complex or, or something like that. I don't know. Where the parking lot could be easily one or the other person's. That's what it seems like. And they don't know who the parking spot's for. That's why they keep arguing over it. I wouldn't mind having a flamethrower. I would love to have a flame. Maybe I'll put that on my Christmas list this year. Oh, that's coming up, isn't it? With the day. Is that days. too much money? Is that too expensive to ask someone if they if they if they ask you what do you want for Christmas? If I tell them a flamethrower, would that be would that be too much money? Oh, well, actually, a texter just sent us a uh, a link to a flamethrower. Thanks, thanks, Roy. <laughs> he always comes through. I'm not gonna click the link right now. Though. I'll, I'll tell you over the break. But yeah, I'm gonna um I'm gonna look for a flamethrower. I mean, everybody pulls guns. No, nobody pulls flamethrowers. <laughs> well, again, the the best part about this story is uh, no one no one was injured. Wow, you can get a flamethrower for three hundred dollars. Hmm. But the good one is two thousand dollars. There's a there's a sixty dollar one. <laughs> That's probably the one that I have to get. The sixty dollar one, the three hundred dollar one, and there's the two thousand dollar one. On Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Going to look into that. Um, I, I bet you, obviously, the $2,000 one throws the flame farther than the, than, the, than the $60 one. All right, coming up next, it's the uh, Big O this morning. And the college football playoffs are set. Notre Dame missed out by one spot. They finish number five, and they only take the top four. And Alabama just made it for the seventh year. And they've only been doing the college football playoffs for eight years. Alabama's been in it seven out of the eight years. Believe that crap? Uh, Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterlin. Since it's a few minutes after 7, it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. Oh. I always want to get your take on the Big O. Find out uh, what you think. This past weekend in college football, the final four playoff teams were announced. Uh, after this past weekend's play, after after conference championship weekend. And there were really no surprises as the top four teams who went into this weekend, uh, they, they remained the top four teams. The only thing that changed was their ranking. Alabama is going to play Cincinnati, and Michigan is going to play Georgia. And then whoever wins those two games play each other to win the national championship. This is the eighth season of the college football playoffs. And Alabama is in the playoffs for the seventh time. They, they only missed the playoffs one year. Now, the playoffs are supposed to move up to 12 teams. That's supposed to happen over the next uh, couple of years. I don't know exactly when the NCAA is going gonna, is gonna to make that move. But I think that would be, that would be a, a bit more exciting. I mean, look, these these last eight years with the top four teams making the college football playoffs, it's been exciting, but you could always say, well, there was that team at number five or that team at number six uh, that, that, that could have made it. 
And this year, what's interesting is that the team that finished number five, the team that missed out by one spot, was Notre Dame. And, and, and that's the team where LSU just got their coach from. And he wouldn't have coached them in the playoffs. They actually, Notre Dame named their defensive coordinator their head football coach over the last few days. So they're keeping it in-house at Notre Dame. And the defensive coordinator is now going to uh, take over as head football coach up at Notre Dame. But there were a uh, there were a couple of things that could have happened. I mean, this past weekend's SEC championship game, Alabama easily beat Georgia. And if Georgia won that game, Alabama wouldn't have been in the playoffs. But Georgia was undefeated going in. And since that was their first loss of the season, they remained in the top four. They just fell from number one to number three. And what's interesting about Cincinnati, who finished undefeated, they're the only, only... College football team to do that this year. And and, and they came in at number four. That's the first time a team from not one of the major five conferences or Notre Dame got in the playoffs. Cincinnati plays in the same conference as Tulane. Could you imagine that if Tulane went undefeated and won their conference, the American Athletic Conference? They would have they would have gotten in and been one of the uh final four teams. Meanwhile, LSU They're going to play Kansas State in the Texas Bowl in Houston. Yay. Yeah, I know. And um, their offensive line coach is going to coach them for that game. His name is Brad Davis, and he's, he's going to coach LSU for that game. And then uh, after that, that's when uh, Brian Kelly takes over in Baton Rouge. What I think is pretty incredible about the college football playoffs is that Alabama has made it seven out of the eight years there has been a college football playoff. And that's that's pretty frustrating. I mean, it makes you wonder if 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 Nick Saban never split LSU to go try his hand in the NFL. 
with the Miami Dolphins, it, it makes you wonder how many national championships LSU would have won. And the reason Nick Saban failed in the NFL is because uh, they picked the wrong quarterback. When, when, when he left LSU to go to Miami, Miami brought in and worked out two injured NFL quarterbacks. They worked out Drew Brees and they worked out Dante Culpepper. And according to Nick Saban, all of the medical experts at Alabama said, pick Dante Culpepper. He's the one that'll be able to uh, to do the best job. Imagine if Nick Saban and, LH, and, and, and the Miami Dolphins picked Drew Brees over... Dante Culpepper. How many how many Super Bowls would Drew Brees and Nick Saban? How, how many of those would they have won? Nicole says, ah, Alabama stinks. And Nick Saban is a traitor to New Orleans. The only reason their thing is road tied is because none of them can spell out elephant. Well, that's a good point. Damn, Nicole, tell us how you really feel. But but you just wonder you you wonder if, if, if Nick Saban stayed at LSU how many national championships he would have won. And you also wonder if he and the Miami Dolphins medical staff and, and the organization chose Drew Brees over Dante Culpepper. How many Super Bowls would Nick Saban and Drew Brees have won in Miami with the Dolphins? It's tough to say because uh, Sean Payton is not a shabby coach himself, and he had Drew Brees for 10 years and only managed to squeeze out one Super Bowl. Drew Brees longer longer than 10 years. He had Drew Brees for 15 years. So, I mean... uh... You think Nick Saban is that much better than Sean Payton to where he could have squeezed out a little bit more with a Miami team instead of a a team where Drew Brees had, you know, like a a, a Camaro and an Ingram and all the weapons that he Nick used? Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach who ever lived. Is he now? He, he is now. Then why is Brian Kelly getting so much money and Nick Saban isn't? Uh, Nick Saban's not leaving Alabama to go to LSU. You think that the best coach in history would be the highest paid coach in history, right? But it doesn't work. It didn't work out that way. Brian Kelly is the highest paid coach in history now, but if Nick Saban's the best, maybe they should switch paychecks. Well, when it comes to these college football playoffs this year, I don't see anybody beating Alabama. Do you? Again, Alabama's playing Cincinnati, and Michigan is playing Georgia. And the winner of those two games will play each other for the national championship. So Alabama and Georgia, then? It could be, and and, and that was the game we just saw 
two days ago, and it, and it wasn't a it wasn't a very good game. Alabama fairly easily handled Georgia. Uh, do you agree with me? I mean, Michigan looks really good this year. That's why they're number two. It could it could be Alabama, Michigan, Coleman. Well, why do get why do people get upset at dynasties like that? I remember New England used to take a lot of crap because it just kept winning and winning and winning. We're supposed to like winners, right? Yeah. So if they keep winning and winning and winning, why does it get frustrating after? Because after a while, people get sick of seeing the same people. But for a sport, having a big dog like that, at least uh, they're a target. Text us. I I don't see Alabama losing. Do you? Maybe Michigan could give them a better game than Georgia gave them. And it's pretty cool that we got some new blood there this year for the first time. We're not talking about Clemson. We're not talking about Oklahoma. And, And for the first time, a team, Cincinnati, from not one of the big five power conferences, actually got in. That gives Tulane hope. Text us at 504-260-9595. Keep it short, and if it's good, we'll read it coming up on the show next. Do you agree with me? I don't see anybody beating Alabama. Um... Let us know how you feel about that here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Uh, the, the horny female teachers in the United States of America uh, keep uh, making news. This time in Clovis, California, a 31-year-old female choir teacher has been arrested for doing sex with an underage male student. I'm not excusing the teacher, but from what I read, uh, this kid was no choir boy. Uh, Coming up next, your texts on what you think is going to happen in the college football playoffs. Do you agree with me? You don't see anybody beating Alabama? And... You wonder how many national championships Nick Saban would have won if he stayed at LSU. You wonder how many Super Bowls he would have won if he picked Drew Brees over Dante Culpepper when they worked out those two quarterbacks. Obviously, Saban and and the Dolphins picked the wrong one. Your texts on that next here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. If you're just joining us, this morning's Big O segment is about the uh, college football playoff that we now know. And you've got Alabama playing Cincinnati in one game, and you've got Michigan playing Georgia 
in the other game, and then the winner of those two games will play each other for the national championship. There's been the college football 14 playoff now for eight years, and in seven of those years, Alabama has been in. And it made me wonder, and and I asked you to text us, because I don't see anybody beating Alabama. They pretty easily beat Georgia for the SEC championship two days ago. Um, do you agree with me there? And, and I wonder how many national championships LSU would have won if Nick Saban stayed instead of going to the NFL. And then when he did go to the NFL, how many Super Bowls Nick Saban would have won if he picked and the Miami Dolphins organization picked Drew Brees over Dante Culpepper after they worked out those two injured quarterbacks back in the day. Nick Saban, to this day, says the Alabama medical staff told him, go with Dante Culpepper. Well, uh, you said Nick Saban was the greatest coach in history. Big Al wants to know, what about Bear Bryant or Vince Lombardi? Vince Lombardi. Well, Vince Lombardi, you would have to say NFL, and I think Bill Belichick just passed him as the the greatest uh, coach in NFL history. Um, and, and Bear Bear Bryant, yeah, he was a great coach. But look at look at Nick Saban's resume compared to Bear Bryant's resume right now. Big Charlie says I'm an Alabama uh, Alabama fan, but the football game against Cincinnati is going to be a tough one for him. This text says to be the man, you got to beat the man. Roll Tide. Uh, Poncho for Covington says. Uh, it's time for Nick Saban to retire. Let's go, dogs. Shay from Thibodeau says, John must be upset that Notre Dame didn't make it to the college playoffs. Seems like he wanted to be more upset about Kelly being our coach. No, that would have been something if Notre Dame made the playoffs. And then they had to go play for history without the head coach who led them there. And Notre Dame finished fifth this year. So they were they were only one spot out of being in the college football playoffs. They just named their defensive coordinator, head coach. He would have coached them in the college football playoffs. Matt says, I'm praying for the uh, for Cincinnati-Bama in a final. If Cincy wins, that'll be proof that there's a God. What well, if somebody's praying for Alabama? Would that be proof that there's a God for them? But it can't be Cincinnati and Bama in the finals because they're playing in the semifinals, mm-hmm. one against four. And then the other game is Michigan against uh, Georgia. This text says, if Saban would have gotten Drew Brees at Miami, then they would have been the team losing to the Patriots in the AFC championship games each year instead of the Colts. Ha! Hey, that's a good point. I I, I wonder if if the Dolphins picked Brees over Culpepper, how many Super Bowls would Nick Saban have won with Drew Brees and the Miami Dolphins? Last one. Ricky in New Orleans says, Give Coleman a raise. He's awesome, and so are you. He actually texted more, but we only got a limited time, so I just read the important part. Uh, well, that's a nice idea. <laughs> um, you know, it would be cool if Cincinnati could could hang with Alabama. I mean, again, they're, they're, they're a team not from one of the big five conferences, and they finally made the college football playoffs. And and Cincinnati's in Tulane's conference. They They're in the same conference. That's that's pretty cool, but I, I mean, Alabama went through Georgia easily two days ago 
what makes you think Cincinnati's going to give them a game? And, and Michigan is playing Georgia in the other game. And Michigan looks really, really good this year. They, they finally beat Ohio State, and they, and they finally got themselves a, a, a Big Ten championship and got themselves a place in the college football playoffs. Again, I don't know how many more years it's going to be just four teams in the college football playoffs because from what I everything I've read, they want to move it to 12 teams. That would be something. Uh, thank you for your texts. We always appreciate them. Coming up next, do you use emojis when you when you text or you use social media? Coleman, do you use emojis? Yes, I do. I've never been an emoji user. Uh, well, I've I've got something to there, there's something to be said about those folks, and they have a list of the most popular emojis that are being used. We'll tell you about that. Still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. Do you use emojis? Coleman mentioned that he uses emojis when texting or on social media. Are are you an emoji person, Coleman? Why? Now, you and I have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I have never ever used an emoji. Oh, I use it for flirtation. It's usually when I talk to women. I never use the emojis when I talk to you. You know, people at work. It's only when I'm flirting with women. It, it kind of lightens the mood, adds a little flavor and color to the conversation. Especially the eggplant emoji. Why do you like the eggplant emoji? Because that's the closest. I, I'll tell you when we get out there. But I also use the big the big eye emo, emojis when women send me pictures of their boobs. I send a big wide-eyed emoji like, whoa, nice, or whatever. So, yeah. But emojis do help to lighten the mood in a, conver- in a text conversation and give context. Because sometimes you might say something, so you put the laughing emoji to indicate that it's a, j- a joke or you're being sarcastic. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll look into... Uh, at adding emojis to my game. Yeah, it works. It's pretty cool. Well, I've got I've got the most popular emojis that people use in front of me. Um, do you know what emoji is the most popular? The 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 emoji that people use m- more than any other emoji? Oh, can I have two guesses? Because I, I think I know, but I don't know. Either the laughing emoji or the skull emoji. Those are the ones I see the most. Well, it's it's the laughing emoji with the with the two tears yeah. com- coming out of the eyes. That's the one. That's the one I see the most. That's the emoji that people use the most. The the next emoji that people use most is simply the red heart. Oh, really? Huh. I've never used that one. I've never used that one. See, the 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 the, the laughing emoji with the tears, the reason that's used the most because back before emojis came out, 
sometimes a text will get taken out of context. We used to use LOL, like laugh out loud. But that's three letters that you have to press because you didn't want anybody to take what you're saying seriously. So people use a laughing emoji to show I don't mean anything by it. I'm being sarcastic. It's a joke because there was a time before that you would try to text a joke and people would start arguing with you. And you're like, no, wait, I didn't mean it that way because there's no tone in texting. But if somebody sent me that emoji, the most popular emoji, mm-hmm. the, the, the face with the tears of joy, the smiley face with the tears coming out of each eye. I would I would think to myself, this person is not literally laughing so hard that they're crying. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, nobody is. Even when people use LOL or LMA, they never really are really physically laughing. They're just using that as an indicator that what you're reading shouldn't be taken seriously. See, there's more to it than just, ha-ha, I think it's funny. It's don't take this serious. That's all that's emojis for. Uh, the next most popular emoji is it's the smiling face with the tears coming out of the eyes, but the head is tilted. Yep. And that means rolling on the floor laughing. Yep. Same thing. That means it's really funny. It's so funny that you can't control yourself, whatever you text it. Uh, thumbs up is the next most popular emoji. I, I do use that one a lot. That's more like a, a a confirmation, like if somebody texts me something. Now, I do use that one in in business. Uh, if I don't want to, like if somebody gives me instructions, like a program director gives me instructions, I'll send a thumbs up indicating that 10-4, I got it. I know exactly what you need. That's the one that Facebook has in their messenger, right, where you can just click the thumbs mm-hmm. up and, and it. And just bing. Yep. You know, I have used that before. Right, it's just the, it's just the thumbs up saying you got the message, you you know what you need to do. It's a confirmation. And then the fifth most popular emoji is the loudly crying face. Really? It's just a face where where tears are coming out of the eyes, but they're not smiling on the face. So th- that's just a sad emoji. Huh? Oh yeah, I know which one. Yeah, right, I know which one you're talking about. But all of them, like the three of those five, all do the same thing, which is indicate your, that whatever you're texting should be taken seriously. So it's, uh, three of them communicate pretty much the same exact thing. <laughs> it's crazy. And then the the folded hands are are next. They're the they're the sixth most used emoji. Those are the ones that that people send when they when they say they're praying. Yeah. For some the praying hands. Okay, I use the the I use the shoulder shrug emoji too, as to indicate, yeah, what can you do about it? Like somebody sends me a text and it's kind of bad news, and I just send the shoulder shrug, like, yeah, whatever, I'll deal with it. Is it safe to say women use emojis more than men? I would want to believe so. If the red heart is one of the most popular used emojis, yes, yes. That's the second most popular used emoji. Right. So, yeah, I don't see too many men out there texting a red heart in text messages. Hmm. But, you know, people clown emojis, but I think that's where language originated from. You know, back before uh, Latin came out, you know, Latin uses each uh, character uh, to indicate a syllable. Most uh, old languages were like hieroglyphics, like Egyptian, Sumerian, Chinese use symbols, like uh, Asian languages. They all use symbols. They never actually had 
words to make syllables, I mean, letters to make syllables to indicate a word. So emojis are just regressing back, uh, regressing back to the origin of language where people use pictorial symbols instead of syllables, uh, syllab- I can't pronounce the syllabic symbols to indicate a word. They use like hieroglyphics. So we're just going back to our roots. So I wonder if there's money to be made in the emoji business. I'm quite sure there is. You know, I've got so me and my best friend, we have our emoji game so tight that we can literally text all emojis and know exactly what we're saying to each other. Like me and my BFF, we, we send like when we're trying to be discreet and don't want nobody to know what we're talking about, just in case somebody's peeking over the shoulder, we'll literally text the sentence, all, all emoji characters, and, and know exactly what it is that we're trying to say to each other. Well, those are the uh, th- those are the most popular emojis. The, the the face with the tears of joy. The the smiley face with with a tear coming out of each eye. That is that is the most popular emoji right now. You know, if you go to your iPhone, John, and just go to the text message and, the, and you hit the emoji button, it tells you what your top emojis are. Mine is actually the the crying face. <laughs> Like I'm looking at it right now. The one I use the most is the uh, the crying laughing. After that, I have the face palm, like indicating I did something stupid. My third one is the vomiting one because I'm always hungover. So when people ask me what my condition is, I blah that. And the fourth one is the yellow heart. Hmm. Okay, I must have accidentally hit that one. And then there's the eggplant right there. I've never pushed that button on my iPhone to see all those emojis pop up. I've I've never. That's that's one of the that's one of the seven million things I have never done on my on, on my iPhone that I'm, I'm I'm not using. Yeah, you should try it out sometimes. Don't experiment with me to find some hot chicks, hot babes, flirt with them, and send like cute little emojis and watch how they respond. Yeah, I awesome. couldn't imagine sending you or any of my friends an emoji. Uh, I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe with women, yeah, okay, but anyways. I, I, I didn't know what the most popular emoji was. I found out this morning. Coming up, I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Are you a fan of the of the Fast and Furious movies? Some Some of them, yeah. Well, you may have noticed they they're they're drinking Corona. Yes, I have noticed beer in the in the Fast and Furious movie franchise. And what's interesting is Corona didn't pay for that. They didn't they didn't buy that. The producers of of the movies just picked Corona because it fit the vibe of the characters. That was free product placement. I would have never known that. And they <laughs> and, and they figure, Coleman, it's been worth at least fifteen million dollars. As much to Corona. Corona. As much Corona as I've seen in those Fast and Furious movies, I could have I would have bet my life that they had to pay for all of that. Like no other beer exists. In the world of Fast and Furious, every time you see anybody drinking anything, I don't even think Sprite or Coca-Cola exists. It's always a Corona they have in their hand. I could have swore that was paid product placement. Didn't cost them a nickel. It didn't cost them a nickel. Wow. That is amazing.
That is amazing. How cool is that when, when, when producers of a very successful movie franchise just happen to pick that brand because they think it fits with their characters and, and, and that brand ends up benefiting at least $15 million from it. I don't think it fits with the vibe of the characters, but I do think it looks better on screen because it's a clearer bottle. You can see that it's beer. Like Budweiser bottles are kind of dark. Heineken and Yingling bottles are kind of green, so it's kind of hard to see the the beer aspect of it. And it does look better on film. Hmm. Uh, coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us for that here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. I'm John Osterland. And it's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Maryland homeowners burn down house fending off snakes. This was a uh, big old home that was uh, a million dollar home. One million dollars. Evidently there were some snakes in the house and somebody inside the house was freaking out and they um they 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 burnt down a one million dollar home because of because of snakes. Could you blame them? Uh, well, yeah, you could probably hire someone to go get the snakes out of your house. That's true. If you do live in a $1 million home, you probably have enough money to get a, a pest control expert or a reptile guy or a snake charmer. This recently happened uh, about an hour west of Baltimore, Maryland. The homeowners were trying to smoke out a snake infestation and the coals were too close to combustible materials. The fire started in the basement and quickly spread through each floor. Luckily, there were no injuries reported. It says here no one was home when the fire started. But if they're, if they're trying to smoke out snakes, you would think somebody would be home when the when the fire started. That and why even use that method? I wonder what who who they Google or what did they Google to make them realize, hey, maybe we should smoke these out. You know, whether I have any kind of uh, infestation at my home, smoking whatever it is out isn't going to be my first option. Who thinks of that? Well, maybe bong hits. <laughs> but this house. Coleman was recently purchased for $1.8 million and it sustained more than $1 million worth of damage. That sounds about right. You burn a million dollar house down, it should be a million dollars to fix. Yeah, that, 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 that math adds up. And no one, uh, we, we, the status of the snakes unknown right now. We're not sure of. Uh, I mean, I do appreciate a do-it-themselves type of family where they try not to get people involved. But, yeah, calling pest control would have been my first option. Or moving. I can't live with snakes. So you would have to think 
the snakes won this battle. Because if someone paid $1.8 million for a, a nice big house and there were snakes inside and they decided to to try to get the snakes out with smoke, but instead they burnt their their house down and there's over a million dollars worth of damage to their $1.8 million house, $8 million house I think it it's easy to say that the snakes won that battle. I don't think so because the snakes don't have a place to go either. They they picked that house for a reason and now the house is gone. So neither the humans or the snakes can rest their head at this million dollar house anymore. So they both lost. Yeah, but the snakes can just go down the street. They can just they, they can just slide down the street and go find someplace else to go infest. I've I've never seen anything like this before. Hopefully you won't have to. But the uh, homeowners in the state of Maryland who burnt down their $1.8 million home fending off snakes. That's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.